Welcome to Job Seekers Radio. I'm Andrew. And I'm Scott. This production is meant to provide you, the job-seeking listener, with support to find great careers faster. And that's whether you're working or not. Today on Job Seekers Radio, we're really going into the trenches. By the trenches, I mean getting into the fray with networking. Right. There are good and bad, right? We, we have to learn how to roll with the punches. And certainly if you've been looking for work for a long time, that gets a little tougher. You feel like you're pushing the boulder uphill. So we want to go over a few things just to sort of keep us on track as we continue in these trenches. Know that you're not alone. There are people in the same boat or in the same trench. <laughs> I'm mixing my metaphors here. Networking works even when you have those uncomfortable moments. It doesn't mean that networking isn't for you. It just means that that specific connection may not be a good one for you. Scott and I have both been in the trenches and we've seen the good and we've seen the bad. And we're going to share with you some of the things that we've learned through a lot of uncomfortable conversations right. and also a lot of good conversations, really. Yes. And, and what those look like and... And really, the thing that you need to focus on as a job seeker is first the introductions. Right. And so what makes a good introduction? And, and when you approach this, think about what are your expectations, both in terms of how the introduction is made and how the, the person is responding. And the reason why I start with that is generally when we walk into something that with expectations we are probably going to be disappointed, disappointed. <laughs> at some point i try to help people understand that whatever your expectations are be prepared to have them to be disappointed, disappointed. because not everyone is going to respond the way we would and that's okay we are going to get a variety of responses and if we start looking at what might be behind that, what may have caused that person's specific response, we may be able to gain a perspective that gives them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. It may also give us information that we want to know that would steer us away from that person in the yeah. future. And, and we'll get to that. I, I just really think about baggage. We've all got baggage or skeletons in the closet, right. whatever. I, I like to think of baggage because yeah. at least mine is Louis Vuitton, yeah, right? I can, well, I can always good. put it down. <laughs> yeah. What's in it could be... Oh, well, we won't go there. Way. The idea being is that we all have things that we're going through. You know, I think about the top stressors and there's been a lot of research done on what are the hardest things for people to go through. Well, the first one is death of a spouse. Uh, the next one would probably be something like divorce. Right. Uh, the third one would be something like moving. A, a parent that's in the hospital. Uh, or a child in the hospital. Right. Right. There and are lots of things up there. So we don't know because we don't control that side of the equation. We can only control the introduction we made. And having an understanding and empathy when we make that introduction, if I made an introduction for you, I'd want to find out first, what is your interest in meeting that person? so that I can then confidently make an introduction for you. Yes, this is true whether we're talking about an introduction online like LinkedIn, uh, it could be you are networking with someone and their friend comes by, so it's an in-person thing, but not necessarily an event. And even at a networking event, sometimes people go because they feel obliged or maybe they're representing a company and they don't wanna be there. They're just sort of going through the motions and they're really not putting their best effort into that event. We don't have any control over any of that. 
as I think about my networking efforts and my um, my ab ability to make introductions for people who ask me to do so. I really try to keep an open mind and think about best practices as I go on. And LinkedIn, uh, I think, is a good example of the online version. We, we have Facebook introductions. We have so many other social media options, and each one has its unique little niche. Uh, LinkedIn is primarily, I for most people that I've spoken to about it, is a business networking uh, site that that it's a platform to help people to do business networking. I actually asked the question on my LinkedIn's uh, page, how do you use LinkedIn? What do you use it for? Because I've talked to people that I've known for several years who are tired of LinkedIn because the only people that contact them are those who look for jobs. Well, well, of course. Isn't that the point? Yeah. You know, but th they don't like that. Well, it's okay. a platform for opportunity, people. Right. It's just those things that it surprised me. I wanted to know, how are you using it? And most of the responses that I got from that said, I use it to network with people in my field or looking for work. Mm -hmm. I feel pretty strongly, at least in my circle, that, and I've got a lot of people in that network um, so far, I think we're still on board that LinkedIn is a, a networking platform for professionals for whatever that might look like, whether it's getting sales leads, which a couple of my contacts said. Uh, another one was networking for recruiting because they are recruiters and they look for people on LinkedIn. These, these are still best practices there. In terms of best practice, when I'm introducing, say, Scott to somebody that I know, I make sure that and I think this is something I got from way back when first email first came out. I went through a training program that said, hey, anytime you send a correspondence to somebody, you should be copying all the parties that are included in that correspondence. Right. If you're using somebody's name, it is far more powerful than to copy that person so they can verify that, yes, in fact, you know them, that what you're saying either about them or about their interests or whatever is accurate. You're you're keeping everybody in the conversation. And I think that speaks well for both the person being introduced and the person who's making the introduction. This is where it can go really bad, <laughs> in my opinion, is that every time that I came in from a position of self-interest and demanded something from somebody I didn't know, that conversation did not last very long. Right. And it wasn't uncommon that um, I would go into a conversation, I'd lay down my resume and expect somebody else to make sense of my career right. future. And that didn't work out well for me. I encourage anybody listening to this session is put yourself in the shoes of the person you're trying to engage. Right. What do you think is important to them? And that's actually twofold. If you make a request of a contact to introduce you to someone else, put yourself in, in that person's shoes. What would it be like to introduce me to someone else? What would the advantage or disadvantages be? And how can I keep the respect for that person intact without asking them to do more than I probably should? Then the, the, the second half of that, what is the person who is receiving the introduction likely to think about this? Mm -hmm. And so as I, as I set that up in my mind, at least I can have the different perspectives and be able to speak to those 
potential responses in a respectful and intelligent way. As a job seeker, you'll also have the opportunity to facilitate introductions even though you're not working. So you may be in front of somebody and you meet them, you have a great conversation, but you met somebody just last week that you think would be a good connection for them. Whether you're a job seeker asking for introductions or giving them, I think that's a great way to build your network. Yes. Is by just, you know, just being really open and uh, generous with your connections and to be honest about the strength of the relationship you have with somebody. Sure. If I am introducing someone, say for instance, I'm there's a job seeker who is looking for a job at a company where I have a contact, but it's somebody I haven't contacted in a long time. In fact, I might not even remember why we contacted at the time, but I know that we haven't spoken in a couple of years. I can then reach out to that person and acknowledge we have not been in contact for a while, but I thought perhaps you might be a good person for this one to network with and that you might be able to provide some insight on what this person is looking for. And of course, I will have asked that person, okay, what is it that, that you're trying to accomplish here? And setting it up honestly, so I know that we're not best friends, but I do have the impression based on my memory that you might be a really good person for this other one to meet. And I think that that is complimentary. I think it is certainly an expectation that I have that this is okay with anybody who is on LinkedIn. The difficulty then is meeting those expectations. What if that person doesn't respond the way I want? Or maybe the person I'm introducing doesn't follow up the way I'd like. There is an aspect that this might reflect on me. I personally choose not to worry about that part because as long as I am being genuine and authentic and honest about my motivation in making this introduction, mm -hmm. I should be okay. It brings up a good point because I've facilitated a lot of these introductions before and I've seen where people have tripped up and maybe not approached it in the most effective way. So when I give somebody an introduction, I actually send them a list of things that I expect them to do. Oh, that's a great idea. Separate from that message. Yeah. So I'll send them a LinkedIn message doing the introduction and then separately I'll send them a message saying, hey, here's the six, seven, eight, 10 things that I expect you to do to improve your chances of having success with this interaction. Right. And keep me in, engaged in this. I'm happy to, to walk you through it. I think that's a great idea. So develop your own list of expectations if you're making an introduction. And also live by that yourself when someone introduces you so that you can set a standard. Oh, by all means. Yeah, yeah we, I think it's vital if we're going to use LinkedIn well, it's, it's vital for us to you know, practice what we preach. If I tell somebody to do something specific, I need to be doing the same sorts of things. Otherwise, it's not authentic and people will eventually see through that. The good responses that you get feel good when you get them and they continue to feel good as long as the conversation goes. Now, I am a big believer in using any kind of social media, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, anything. Get the introduction in person when you can. If you are in the same town, have a conversation, a brief conversation, maybe one or two exchanges on the social media platform. And that second one ought to be, how can we get together and actually meet in person? Because those are the conversations that really matter. The difficulty with online introductions is that you, you don't have the same mm. 
sense of propriety when you're right. there. You you don't have to be polite because it feels more anonymous. You're at a distance. Arm's length. Yeah. And so, again, I try to to behave the same way online that I would in person and still present well, uh, just because that's going to be the yeah. reflection on me. I, I try to stay mindful of that. The nice thing is when that goes well through LinkedIn, it's going to lead to that introduction most of the time. Obviously, that's not going to be the case if you're yeah. trying to network in at a different city across the country. That That's a separate conversation. Yeah. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, Scott, but have you ever gotten into a back and forth on an email or a social media trying to set up an introduction, but you, you just got so deep into the conversation that it never went anywhere? Yes. And you feel like, wow, this is a total waste of time. Well, it yes. It, if in the end it does feel like a waste of time, it probably was. If you're feeling like you're about to go there, Here's your opportunity. Hey, this has been a great conversation. I would like to continue it in person. These are the times that I'm available. I will say that if you ask the other person to tell you when they're available, they're probably going to come back and say, well, I'll check my calendar. I'll get back to yeah. you. Instead, give them several options. If they're interested, they will either pick one or they'll say those don't work. But how about this? Hopefully anyway. Of course, that leads us to the the topic of when things don't go the way you expect or the way you want. When I get there, I remind myself if it if it's happening to me or if it's happening to somebody else, I remind them this is not about you. Someone else's response is never about you. It isn't. They the, the other person can say, you know, I don't like people who are have blonde hair. That has nothing to do with people with blonde hair. That only has to do with their feelings about it, okay? If someone does not respond to the introduction well, that is not about you. It is simply an indication of how they might feel about themselves, how they might feel about their situation, whatever it is. And if they behave badly, well, that's a reflection on them, not, not on, on you. you. I what start I, there. What I would consider, too, is you, you don't know how many other people have screwed it up for you, you know? So sure. LinkedIn and these different social platforms are becoming in, in some ways a cesspool. There's a lot of people on there that are not treating the platform with the same level of True. professionalism. Absolutely. And we get to pay the price for that. So the response that comes back to us might not be, it, it may be to push us away because we haven't established yet that we're not the sleazy Sure. Person. <laughs> but but yes, and I think it's important to remember that if you're the recipient of that pushback, they may have be having a, a bad time with this platform. And again, that has nothing to do with you. When I'm talking to people who use LinkedIn, especially those who use it regularly or who have profiles there in high positions, whatever, you are going to be judged on your responses. Whether you like the platform or not, if you really don't like the platform, then I recommend you get off the platform. Yeah, just, just deactivate yeah. your account. Because it happened to me recently. I had asked a very well-connected friend of mine to introduce me to someone else. I was interested in knowing more about the other person's company, about what it's like to work there. Uh, I had some personal reasons for wanting to know, but I was not the only one. I realized that the senior vice president of a department was connected with my friend. So I asked my friend to introduce me. And her response was, I don't work there anymore. If he likes a job, he should go to their website or something along yeah. that. 
And I thought, wow, yeah. you are someone I would never want to work for. Based on that one response. Right. Now, is that accurate? She might be otherwise a really pleasant person. She set that up. She, she set the tone for any potential conversation between the two of us that, oh, I don't work there and I'm not interested in talking. Okay, well, that had nothing to do with me. I was disappointed that she didn't extend some professional courtesy. Have no idea what's going on in her world. Wow. I, I now have an impression of her that probably, if I were ever to run into her, I probably would avoid much conversation with her because I would expect the same thing the next time. With that said, maybe she didn't understand what LinkedIn is for. and Or still the had, introduction. Yeah. She didn't uh, see now, in the introduction a purpose, maybe. I don't know. Well, he, the, what Other he said connection. was, I wanted to know more about what it's like to work inside the company. And she certainly would have known what it's like being a senior vice president. But I would also expect a certain amount of professional courtesy from someone in that position. Now, am I making some assumptions? Yes, we do that. And so if we are mindful of that, when we walk into these introductions, whether we're the one being introduced, we're the one doing the introduction, mm -hmm. or we're the one receiving the introduction, all of these gives us an opportunity to shine. And we choose whether or not we shine. It's not that big of an investment of time. It's not a great deal of effort to put your best foot forward, even if you're not feeling really great about that platform. Every response is an opportunity for you to evaluate that company, that person, based on the type of values that you yourself represent. And in that case, what I'm hearing is maybe a little cynicism. Could be. Based on, yeah. on that response. It made me wonder, was she fired? Yeah. Because, okay, it's great that you don't want to speak poorly of the company if, in fact, they let you go. But it also may be that wow, you're just really difficult to work with and they made a good choice by getting rid of you. Yeah. you know, I get to make up the story in my head, yeah. right? Because she didn't give me a chance to tell her story and what it was like. What a great opportunity to show some empathy. Sure. And reach out to her and just say, hey, here's the situation. I'm not, yes, I'm interested in the company, but I'm not expecting you know of anything. I'd still like to get together and have a conversation, see how I can support your efforts to get to yeah. your next gig. Well, I, again, I was just wondering if that was her situation. I did send a response to say thank you, you know, thank you at least for responding. And yes, all I wanted to know was what the day in the life inside was like. And so, you know, if in the future you'd be interested, and of course, I've never heard anything back. I did not have a good impression of her. I realized that I'm making up the story yeah. as I go along because she's giving me nothing else to go on. But I'm also not putting a lot of effort, effort into yeah. continuing down that line because I've got other irons in my fire. The other thing that made me wonder is if you're not working there anymore, why haven't you updated your LinkedIn? Maybe it had just happened. I mean, I don't know. There were so many disconnects in that one introduction and talk about when things go bad. I just thought, okay, well, there, there were a lot of things that could have been Avoided. done better. Yeah. If I want to build a strong connection, whether it's through an in-person networking event or through social media, I can look at the strength of the connection at hand, the person introducing me to someone, the person being introduced, 
whatever that looks like, I can be mindful of how all of this may play out without taking a whole lot of time to analyze it. I'll put my best foot forward and then maybe that connection will grow stronger in time. It also validates the idea that you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, whether that be one company, one person, sure. whatever. Make sure that you're actually reaching out to multiple people so that when you get a response like that... It's not the door slamming in your yeah, face. Yeah. It, all you can do is open the door. If they choose to close the door, right. that's up to them. Well, and when you and I talked about it, when it happened to me, you made a really good point of, well, what about the CEO? Yeah. And I happen to know that they have a new CEO, which is what made me think, well, maybe the senior <laughs> vice president got fired. I don't know. <laughs> There were so many things that, that were wrapped up in that. And you're absolutely right. If I could network into a conversation with the CEO, that would certainly offer additional conversations with others that he would mm -hmm. feel were a good connection. Unfortunately, I don't have any connections to him. The idea is here's an opportunity for me to continue looking if I want to know more about that organization. The, the one who responded badly is not the only person that I could eventually talk to. Well, you change the people, you change the company. And you change the people you're talking to, you change the conversation. And the opportunity may be expanded. Yep, exactly. The idea here is the good is that the more seeds you plant, the more you'll be able to harvest later on. Keep reaching out. Keep making introductions. Keep asking for introductions until you get to your destination. If you do get a response that doesn't feel good, we, we talked about this before we started recording. I try to gain a different perspective. You know, what might that person be going through? To your point, we carry baggage all the time. And what that might be affected by in the moment, we have no idea. It could have been, you know, maybe she did get laid off. Maybe she wasn't feeling well, or maybe she's dealing with a sick family member. You know, there are so many different scenarios that can affect us where we don't put our best foot forward. The idea of being gracious about that and just saying, well, you know, if there is an opportunity for us to chat, I hope we have the time and wherewithal to have a good and comfortable conversation. If you're getting cynicism, don't return cynicism. Yeah, as satisfying <laughs> as that might yeah. feel at the moment. <laughs> if you're getting anger, don't return it with anger. Yeah. You need to emulate the values that are important to you. And that process will be self-selecting. Yes. That, that If that person is not a fit, great. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Move to the next one. Because if you're emulating those qualities, those attributes that you want in an employer, in a person or a leader or a team, whatever it looks like. Right then you're going to get that. And obviously it takes time to find out if the values that they demonstrate in the beginning are truly what they value and are they consistent through that. I think everyone has been through a situation where they talk a good story and you believe them and you're in and little by little you see the little things that happen that make you realize mm. you've been fooled. That doesn't feel good either. We can talk about that in another podcast, but to your point, people generally value the things that they ask about, the things that they measure, the things that they respond to. And if you're paying attention to those, you can get an idea of 
where you fit and where you don't. When you get a bad response or one that doesn't make you feel good, remember that that's not about you, that's about the other person. If you can respond well in return, showing what you value, whether that's trust, whether it's telling the truth, I'm really not going to use LinkedIn for this purpose. I'm not here to network, I'm here to find new sales. Say that. Let me know, because you know something? If I'm that kind of a salesperson too, we might do really well together. Yeah. Or I may need to know who you're selling to so I don't let you poach, right? Yeah. Whatever. You can be honest in your profiles if you're using social media. When you're meeting in person, be honest, be authentic about what you really value. People will see that and respond well to it. Mm. One area or way that this can go really bad is if we focus too much on our circumstance. Circumstances are temporary. That's right. We should not lean into a circumstance and project that onto another person. Absolutely. Be cautious when you're introducing or, or asking for introductions that if you are looking for work that you're not positioning yourself as a desperate job seeker that is interested in, in getting sense of their life from another person. However, if you want to display honesty and integrity and truth, then you should probably tell them, yes, I'm looking for work, but my expectation is something different. That's a, the best approach to take. If I don't say that I'm looking for work and they find out that I am, that leads, that opens the door for them to wonder whether or not I tell the truth at work. But if I come back and say, yes, I'm looking for work, and this is the project I'm working on uh, that's yeah. totally different, different topic, this is why I wanted to contact you, then suddenly that opens the doors that I want to open. But it really does come down to empathy and integrity. That does it for this episode of Job Seekers Radio. You can get show notes and resources at jobseekersradio.com forward slash zero four. Four. We also want to point out that we have a free resource. It's the Anatomy of a Networking Conversation. It's an ebook that Andrew and I have put together. Uh, we want you to download it, get something out of it, and then get back onto the website and give us feedback about what you're hearing. Does it work for you? Does it not work for you? Questions that you have about it. All of this helps us to give you what you need. Your investment of time and energy in listening to this broadcast means the world to us. We'd appreciate it if you'd take some time, there's a link in the show notes, to go over to iTunes and actually leave a rate and review. It's an opportunity for us to get feedback from you and to spread the word on this, this particular production so that other job seekers can get the benefit that you did. So thank you for joining us on this episode of Job Seekers Radio. I'm Scott. I'm Andrew. And we want to leave you with this thought. Your value is not diminished just because someone else doesn't see your worth. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks.